Hello and welcome to Tradie Business School. I am joined by the amazing Michael McNish and Barry Megladiti. Hello, guys. We're going to be talking today about how to know when it is time to move staff on. Now, we wanted to dive into some great conversation, but also, as always, we love to have a, a great share of practical tips and um, some goodies for you so that you can actually sort of take action in your business. But before we kick on, what are some of the key signs to know when it is time possibly to move somebody on? When they're smoking on the job and they're, they're bringing alcohol, that's a really sure sign it's time I to move them on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I think everything's appropriate at, at certain times, Michael. Um, <laughs> it, it depends on the time of day, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Barry, you've probably got some great experience. Like you have been running many, many businesses for many, many years, and have seen this sort of time and time again. What have you noticed are some of the key signs uh, that start sort of um, emerging and rearing their heads off first when you get that first inkling? It's time to move someone on. Yeah, um, it's in, I still remember the very first person I had to fire. I remember the times that I had to let go of family members who I mistakenly employed uh, at certain times, uh, had to move on partners, uh, intimate partners as well who also brought to the business. So I've, I've had definitely had a lot of experience. And I guess the first thing I'd say is that, that early on in business uh, or for a lot of business owners, when they realise it's time to move someone on, it's actually way too late. And I'm curious to know, like, how many of you out there right now listening or watching this I have had the experience that when you've moved someone, you're, not, you're like, shit. That was three months, six months, maybe even 12 months too late. Now, without actually having a process or a system in place to analyse your people, I guarantee you that you're letting them go way too late because when things are that visibly obvious, it's it's way too late. So I want to, I guess, at the end, talk about a process called the People Analyzer that's something that, that we do within our companies every quarter that really helps you to have a head start of knowing when's the right time to move people on. But I guess... Let's start back with Chapter 3 of The Path to Freedom, which is values. Mm -hmm. And, again, this is why we start in that book around vision, mission and values, whereas a lot of people overlook them and and just want to focus on generating leads and making sales. If you don't have your vision, mission and values in place, it's very hard to make strategic decisions for business. And one major strategic vision is, you know, who to hire, when to hire, but also who to fire and when to fire them. Mm. Uh, They say, Barry, fire fast and hire slow, do you, do you still think that's true? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the mistake that many business owners make is they often hire um, when they're under a lot of pressure, right? All of a sudden, their business takes off, they haven't planned for it, they're fighting a lot of fires, and they go and hire someone. Now, the problem with that is, is they often hire someone, you know, shoot from the hips, hire someone without putting them through a proper process, and it ends up costing them a hell of a time and a lot of money, and they often make a very poor hire because they haven't vetted that person properly. And this is why, you know, up, the other end of the scale is they hire people when they don't actually need them, thinking, I'm going to hire them because my business will double in two months. That never happens, so it costs them a lot of money. And it's sort of something that I guess you have to go through the trial and error and you have to make mistakes to really learn it. But, Michael, absolutely, like I believe hire slow. Like even if you're really busy and things are hectic, it's far better to make a priority and find the time to take someone through a proper interview process 
right? Divest them properly to really make sure they're aligned with the vision, mission, and days of an organization for hiring them rather than just hiring someone because you need them. And then they end up costing you three times the amount of time and money trying to get rid of them. That's really hard though. Like I know a lot of tradies are under pressure right now, inundated with work. And I think they're in that position where you look, maybe they, they don't have the people analyzer. They haven't worked out their vision mission days at this point, but yeah. they have this, like, I need these guys. I need these people doing the job. Otherwise I, I won't be able to deliver yet deep down they kind of know that they're not a good fit or they've got the wrong attitude. How should they approach that? You know, you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip the script a little bit, right? You want to actually know what the biggest problem is? Like we're talking about hiring right now, but let's talk about um, human behaviour in general, is that we're conditioned for immediate gratification, right? So most business owners are making quick decisions based on the fires they're putting out today, they're not actually making strategic decisions based on the business they want to build tomorrow, right? Let me say that again. They're making decisions based on wanting to put fires out today and not strategic decisions on the business they want to build tomorrow. So they're in this, this experience right now where it's like all of a sudden they've got a lot of work, so they want to grow quickly. They want to hire lots of staff, yet that actually fucks their business long term, right? They're better off to actually say to clients, hey, I can't do this work for you for the next one month, two months, or three months put their prices up, slightly put a bit of a foot on the brake, just ever so slightly, to more strategically build their business because that is how they'll far outgrow their competition. They'll grow a stable business that will, that will yield them far beyond what, you know, running with the punches will right now. Yeah, it's like building a house of cards. You see it. It's like I'm just going to find and hire the next person that comes past with a heartbeat that can kind of do the job. We're just going to acquire all those so we can just deliver and we're going to get as much, you know, turn over as much jobs as we can. We're going to take on as many clients as we can. We're going to stress ourselves out to the eyeballs. We're going to work insane hours because there's so much work. Yet they're not measuring the numbers. They're not building it slowly. They're not looking and measuring the things that need to be measured, they're not considering even the longevity of those people in the business and the potential, I guess, damage that can happen to yeah. the morale in your business, to um, the performance and, and I guess the long overall stability of the business. You know, what what should we what should they be looking out for? Yeah, there's also the, the damage to cash flow and profitability, and a lot of it comes from the fact that there's just not the knowledge, there's not the experience. Like if you've had a business where you've gone through and you've made successful hires and they've worked out well, it's like you almost have a sense feeling of how to do that, and there's probably a process behind it. It's easy to replicate it. Yet if you're starting from scratch or haven't yet achieved that, you, you kind of got to get in the ring and get punched in the face a few times, unfortunately, but that's how you learn. But I guess the biggest thing that I want to share there, Miranda, like if I look back at my journey in business over the last 14, 15, 16 years, you know, I very much was that person that shot from the hit. I, I very much made very quick decisions. I made a lot of mistakes and it cost me a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of frustration, a lot of grey hairs. Mm -hmm. And right now, like, my decisions in business are a lot more strategic and I, and I tend to sit on things a lot more, not procrastinate, but think things through more thoroughly. And I'd rather lose a bit of work or lose a bit of money than actually hire the wrong person, in this instance we're talking about hiring, hire the wrong person and lose reputation or lose the culture that we've created with inside of our companies. And so I guess the number one thing, again, is like to sit there and think, like, what do you actually want to create longer term in your business, right? And there's this fine line that you can find between making the quick decisions that you have to make to fulfill obligations and orders, but also the longer term decisions that are actually going to see you grow, grow a healthier business.
And customers tend to understand if you say, look, to be honest, I want to do this job properly for you. I'm a little bit understaffed right now. I could go and hire some stuff and get it done, but it wouldn't be the same quality that, that you know us of or that you've been referred to as by. But if you give me an extra month or six weeks, I can vet people better to be on your job. And this is where I think a lot of people in general, business owners, myself, certainly in the past, we shy away from having the honest and vulnerable conversations. But the honest and vulnerable conversations, again, is what builds trust, is what builds longevity in your business, both to your staff but to, to your clients as well. Yeah. Now, to circle back to the values um, stuff we were talking about earlier, I think it's so important. And it may be that you're looking to hire somebody. It may be that you've already got people in your business and you're like, do I move them on or not? How do I know? So, you know, we, we mentioned the values earlier, Chapter 3 of Path to Freedom. It is the place to start. And so bear with us because it's not soft, fluffy stuff because this is where you begin to frame whether people are a fit for your business or not. So you want to know, how do I know? Should I move them on? You look to your values do their behaviors align with your values are they reflective of what uh how you want people to behave in your business within it with each other uh with your customers uh and and the product or service that you're delivering but whether um, they've defined uh if they've defined them or not they know that they're annoyed at something they know that there's something that's not quite right but they may not and usually it's because they've got their own expectations or their own level of like what's acceptable, but they haven't necessarily articulated that or written it down in a, you know, a nice, pretty way, like official company values. That values really help define that, I guess, you know, if I just, I just took a moment then to kind of reflect across the various businesses I'm involved in, and I guess a few key things stand out for me, and they might not stand out for you or be the same for you, but I guess a few key things stand out for me. First and foremost, they're coachable. The staff members are willing to take on board feedback. There's not the denial or the blame or the justification when something goes on board. There's the feedback that they're able to take on board feedback and you actually notice that there's effort put into ensuring that doesn't happen again, right? Mistakes are going to happen with human beings. Like even you as a business owner, you make mistakes, whether you believe it or not, you make mistakes, but they're open to feedback. I believe that they are a team player, right? That there's a willingness to... Uh, bring the whole team up. It's that old saying that a high tide lifts all boats. There's, there's, there's an aspect of that. There's an aspect of them actually treating the business like it's their own business, and that comes through in language. So they say things like we and us rather than I and me, right, is a big thing. If, I, if, I, if I'm speaking to someone on an interview, I notice they start talking about my company like we or us from the get-go. To me, that's a green flag, right? The next thing, too, is that they can have a great skill set but if they've got a poor attitude or behaviour, that, that's a red flag. So for me, like, I'm, I'm always looking at the little things. Do they turn up early, right, or on time? Do they dress appropriately? Do they look neat and tidy? If you go and look in their car when they pull up in the car park for an interview, is their car inside and out neat and tidy or is it full of, like, takeaway wraps? It's, it's small things like that, but those small things greatly impact. Like, someone that, that, that treats their car or their possessions like shit, how are they going to treat your possessions? and your clients and the houses that they're in. So it's these small little things that if we take the time to look at these nuances can have a dramatic impact on obviously the uptake. Yes, there's got to be a skill set, but but if you hire someone that's willing to learn, it's amazing how quickly they can get up to speed with the rest of your team with that willingness versus somebody who has got poor value, doesn't necessarily have the willingness but a great skill set, they can often, often create separation within the organisation and picture themselves as being better than the rest of your team. Yeah. What's the 
best way to know? Like, is there a, is there a great way to know that uh, someone is a values fit? Is there something a little bit more specific? Well, again, I guess there's a few things for me. Like, we do things in the interview process where we share our values with our prospects and we ask them what their personal values are and then we ask them how their personal values align with ours. Mm. And if they can't articulate that in an interview, there's a good chance they're not going to align to them. You know, and I guess coming back to, to the title is like, how do you know when it's time to move the staff on? First and foremost, I think as business owners, we need to become more in tune with our intuition, into that gut feeling. And often we won't let people go. It's like partners, like husbands and wives and wife, boyfriends and girlfriends. We won't let them go because deep, deep down there's a fear of like not wanting to be alone. Or deep down there's a fear of like, oh, but I need that person to do that job. Like the moment that you need someone to do a job, that's attachment and that's never going to end well. So like start to fine-tune your intuition. Like notice, is this person a team player? Are they showing up consistently? Whether it's consistently great or consistently good, is there a consistency? Is there is there minimal drama, right? If you notice someone starts complaining a lot, right, they start showing up late, they're, you know, you give them feedback or instructions, they keep doing the same thing. They're all, to me, warning signs that someone has to go. And, again, like you should have basic KPIs in place. Every staff member should have some KPIs or some scorecard that lets them know and you know whether they're winning or not. And if they're not able to achieve those KPIs consistently or regularly, that's also another red flag that it's maybe time for them to move on. Mm. It's all this objective criteria that I guess we talk about. Like when you when you have objective criteria, it takes the emotion out of the equation. So if it's based on measurement or results, KPIs, it's a conversation about, hey, you know, these were the requirements of the role. You haven't met them. And that's a conversation where it's probably time to go. Uh, same with the values. If you've outlined them and you know what they are and you can actually say, hey, do you meet them or not meet them, it becomes more objective as opposed to how I feel in the in the day or a bad mood. I was just going to say, we've got several team members that started off in completely different roles than what they're working in now. Like Pat started, one of our VA started working for us, I think like six years ago, seven years ago, and was hired for client care. And it just wasn't a fit for her. Yet her personality and the way that she showed up was incredible. And so at the time, like I worked closely with her to, to help her find a role that fit her. And I actually made a role for her because she was such an amazing alignment to the company and she still does work for us today. And the work she does for us today, she wasn't even skilled in six or seven years ago. Like that's a skill she's developed and is highly skilled in that area of the business now. But again, it, it came from the fact that she showed up as somebody that I wanted to have involved in the company and who wanted to be involved in the company. Yeah, treated it like her own and was so invested in it and, and everybody. So those are great signs. So I suppose one of the other things that came to mind as we're just having this conversation is sometimes I think that the team member knows also within them it's probably time to go on or there's something that move on maybe or there's or there's not a fit there or something's amiss. Maybe they're not entirely sure of what they are supposed to be doing or what's expected of them or how to do it. So it's it's opening that conversation up with them around and say, how do you think you're going? Um, and we can dive yeah. into this in another whole episode that we've got planned. So, but it is, how do you know when it's time to move someone on is talk to them as well and communicate expectations and have those conversations, um, check what's going on. And that'll give you a lot of insight into whether or not it's time. So often though, we hold on to that person, hoping, thinking it's going to change for just a moment. And I know that uh, I've seen this happen uh, many, many times where we say, well, we should have done that a long time ago. Uh, it's yeah. It's true as well. 
Like sometimes they're holding on to the job longer than they want to. There's two things that I want to add just for the people listening and watching this today to kind of ponder on. The first one is that your B-grade players will actually cost your business more than your C-grade. And the reason being is because B-grade players kind of fly under the radar and they're not necessarily doing enough wrong for the red flags to come up to be moved on, but they're certainly not doing enough right support you and to help grow your business. And that's where the people analyzer, which we'll touch on at the very end, can really help you to understand whether that, uh, you know, where, where they fall in that and realize like you, you are actually worthy of having a team that want to do their job. Like, like I remember for me when I hired Heather, my integrator, it was so foreign for me that I could hire someone that would want to do all the stuff that I hated doing. Like that was so foreign for me. And I'm sure a lot of business owners could relate. It's like, what do you mean? Like they love doing that stuff that I hate doing, but she hates doing the stuff that I love doing. There's people out there, but you have to be willing to have those conversations. And the second one is just to dive just ever so deeply um, more on what you said, Miranda, as well. I remember in the beginning, I felt as a business owner, I had to fire people, right? That was the way I kind of got brought up. Yet I haven't had to fire someone in years, yet I've had many people leave. Because the difference is, is when I've sat down with them and had an honest conversation with them and asked them what they're really passionate about, if they're really committed to the business, if it's really fulfilling their needs, right? When we have that conversation and you actually ask questions, nine times out of 10, they have their own realization, you know what? This is actually not the right role for me. And from there, I can say, great, right? I'm going to help you find that role and we're going to transition you on, right? Because I actually give a shit about my people when I want them to be happy and healthy. And, and my business might just not be that for them, but it doesn't mean they're not a good person. Right, but 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 we have systems and processes to not hire, I guess, people in in the place that we need to fire anymore. That's really a, a key distinction there, Barry. Like moving someone on is very different to firing. Energetically, yeah. the whole thing, and what you said about really valuing your team and standing for them—that's leadership. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and giving a shit, like actually caring about your people. Because here's the thing, like losing your job or being moved on can be really destabilizing for people, particularly right now, right? Like really scary. And when they kind of know and you know that it's time to move on, when you can show up being supportive like that, huge difference. Man, there's, there's a number of my staff that I've helped find jobs in our clients' businesses. There's a number of my staff that have, that have moved on or have moved out and they've started their own thing and they've, they've brought me in as an investor or a partner in that business, but I'm still involved in those today. Again, like, you know, I, I believe everybody that we connect with in life, in many ways, they're just a representation of aspects of us, right, at the core of it. And so the way that I treat others is almost the way that I'm treating aspects of myself, mm. right? But think about that, like, how would you like to be treated in terms of the way you're treating your staff? Right, where they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, it's like they're still a human being. They've got stuff going on. Give a fuck about them and help them transition onto something that lights them up that might not be your company. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes somebody's best is all they've got. It might be a far cry from what you need from them and your business. Yet in any given moment, that that could be their best. There could be, you know, and, and it may be, I get, I've heard some really, you know, crappy things that employees have done, uh, just a total lack of caring, all these sorts of things. Yet in those moments, for some reason, for whatever life is dished up or whatever is going on for them, they believe that the decisions they're making are, are the right ones or the best ones in that moment. And you can still bring that element of just thinking about them to those conversations to just to, to bring I guess you know I bring the word compassion in there um, not that you have to like it 
and if they've done some, some, you know, I know you probably there's people listening out there go, oh, I'd had this person work for me and they did A, B, C and D and I cannot believe it. They, you know, they were so that we were wronged by it. Yet you can bring an element of compassion that, wow, is that the way that they felt in that, that instance was the best way to show up? It's sad sometimes. Um, but to know, you know when it's time to move somebody on and opening those conversations up and bringing a bit of caring to it. Barry, you've got a grin on your face. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, like, I've just, my second book's going into publishing right now, um, Sex, Drugs and Radical Self-Expression, The Unexpected Path of Fulfillment. You know, and I share a lot of stuff in that that I've never shared before, you know, experiences, past relationships, employees that have stolen from me, like, you know, some crazy shit. But in hindsight, I can look back and realise I actually attracted all of it. Like, I attracted all those experiences and every one of those experiences helped me to grow. At the time, I wasn't able to see that because I was like, I was I was done wrong by, right? Mm-hmm. But hindsight's such a beautiful teacher and it's like I look back and it's like I attracted that. But also me attracting that has helped me to be who I am today and to have the success that I have today and to be the leader that I am today because of those experiences. But sometimes we can't have that at the time. So I guess have, you know, three to five kind of values that I like to see as the compass. They allow you to know every single moment, whether you're on track or off track, to achieve the bigger mission, the bigger purpose of your business, whatever that is. And and we dive deep in that in the path of freedom. Um, Number two, hire hire and uh, have performance conversations around the days. It's never like, Miranda, you've done the wrong thing or you stuffed up. It's like, Miranda, how do you feel that current behaviour or that current mistake or that thing that happened is aligned with value X, Y, Z? It's a very different conversation that takes away pointing the finger and someone being done wrong. Right, or something like they've done wrong. And the third thing is there's a really cool tool that um, EOS, uh, Gina Wickman's company, has produced called the People Analyzer. Um, we will put a template uh, in our free Facebook group called the Tradies and General Contractors uh, Global. So you guys can get that in the guide section. But basically what we do once a quarter is we write all of our people down and we have our values along the top and we go through and put a plus, minus or plus, minus against the name. Like, has Michael absolutely achieved this value of white space thinking plus? Yes, he has. Minus, definitely not. Or plus, minus, kind of like borderline. And we have a rule that if anyone gets a minus, that it's a performance conversation. And so every quarter, the leadership team goes and does that for all of our employees. And then basically that's what helps us to, to keep our team on, on aligned uh, performing and also our values uh, alive and well within our organisation and, again, taking away things being personal. But it's that proactive approach that allows us to have the conversations of transitioning people at the time they're required, not three months, six months or 12 months down the track when relationships are in jeopardy. Mm. I mean, beha- behaviour comes from our beliefs and values and so that performance conversation when we bring the values to it we're actually addressing what's created that because you know they're valuing something to demonstrate the result that they're showing and so rather than dealing with the symptom we're dealing with the cause and um i i've really actually got a lot out of this conversation by the way you know one one of the things that i personally got from this conversation is how easy it is to point the finger and make it about what you haven't got as the business owner, like you haven't done this, I haven't got this result, yet flipping it to making it about them as opposed to not so much about you and that connection with like all aspects of business where it's about, it's not about you and that changes the energy completely and I I was really inspired by that. Yeah. 
So, look, if you're a trader or general contractor and you're not yet in a free Facebook group, uh, Trades and General Contractor Global, make sure you click the link below now. Um, we add a lot of value there, deliver a lot of free content uh, to help you trade and general contractors' business grow. And we'll also make sure that we put a, uh, a downloadable PDF in the guide section for the People Analyzer as well. Miranda, Michael, absolute pleasure. As always, uh, thank you so much for all that you do for, for me, for our companies and for our clients as well. Thanks, Barry. We've had, uh, oh, I'm speaking on your behalf too, Michael. We've had fun today. There we go, we. <laughs> so <laughs> love these conversations. We could keep going, but jump in the Facebook group, download the People Analyzer, have, you know, join the conversation, ask questions. Um, there are so many uh, people conversations to be had and, and people to help you out and, and join that conversation with you. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>